is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, May 17th. It is 10.08 a.m. here in San Diego, California. And, dude, I'm, I'm starting to get to know this guy a little bit, and I'm enjoying these back and forth that we've been having today on In the Fight. He's back. Bantamweight, UFC contender, Randy Zohan Casa. Thank you, brother, for uh, coming back on. I appreciate you having me on, dude. These are fun. I enjoy doing them. Dude, they're super, super fun. So, first things first, you do look more cut right now. Skinny? So, yeah, you look more cut than you did like three or four weeks ago. It feels like maybe I'm – it could just be the, the melon shirt. Are, are you down in weight kind of prepping for, you know, the fight in a month or two? Well, I mean, I, I'm definitely pro- – oh, I'm probably – I probably look leaner um, because I was anticipating fighting last weekend. Okay. Right, so I was kind of on on weight. Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of, re- kind of refeeding a little bit right now. But I'm, I'm definitely skinnier or leaner than the last time you and I spoke. Okay. Um. So, like, as you're prepping for this bout or whatever, yeah. How much of it is like, oh, I'm a good kickboxer. I'm gonna just stick to what I know as being a good kickboxer versus like, oh, this is what Adrian does really well, and this is his weakness. I should attack his weakness, like. These weeks leading up, how much of that is that balance? Um, dude, I mean, I don't, I don't really give a fuck like what he's good at or what he's not good at. I'm just kind of worrying <laughs> about what I have to do. I mean, there's no secret that he's he's a really good kickboxer, right? I mean, there's no secret that I'm a pretty good kickboxer. Right? Who's kickboxing is better? Who's a better who's a better fighter? I mean, I'm, I don't really. If I were fighting like a like a like a specialty fighter, like someone who's a really good wrestler or a really good jiu-jitsu player, then I would be kind of worrying about more what they're necessarily better at than I am. But with this fight, I feel like both of our strengths are the same. I feel like I'm stronger in some different points where he's not as strong, and he may be stronger in some other points where I may not be as strong. I don't really give a fuck, dude. I'm just going to throw limbs, and hopefully something lands fast. It's going to be fucking sick. <laughs> uh, and that's why people are going to love your fights. And, like, no, honestly, though, this weekend was just, like, more evidence of, like, one of the coolest parts of MMA, at least in the UFC. Dude, you can lose in the UFC. It's okay. You just have to fight, get hot, like, go on a run. And just seeing what Charles Oliveira did, dude, to, like, you know, have a couple losses early on in your career, then, like, battle go on that six, seven, eight fight win streak, get a, t- a chance at the belt, and then and then to finish a guy in the second round after being down. Dude, that might be the one of the coolest, most underrated things about MMA is that you can lose and your career isn't over. It's about like how you respond to that loss. I mean, that's got to be just inspiring almost, right? I mean, dude, without a doubt. I mean, sometimes you, I mean, you oftentimes, not often, but sometimes you'll see guys where they'll get a lot, well, they'll get a loss and their stock will fucking grow exponentially. Look, look at Shane Burgos this past weekend. His stock is going to skyrocket and the dude got knocked out. Which have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, I, I, dude, I'm just, I, I'm a guy who watches on Saturdays. I've never seen that before, but maybe you have in a gym or something. 
I have never seen anything like that before. But there's a really good ringside physician. His name is Dr. David Abbasi. And he has a very, very active social media where he'll break down injuries and fights and stuff like that. And if you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend going to see the, the, the last video he did on why he thinks something like this could happen. Man, it's so interesting. You see, you see like delayed finishes often with, with body shots, but man, you never see that with the brain. And just to hear a doctor say that it was really mind over matter with him. Like Shane Burgos really wanted to fight to the point where he didn't even let himself get knocked out. Like, it's just so fucking like that man. He's just, it's, you, you can't help but give respect to something like that. It was just so incredible. So like how much of, how important is that? Like, say you're fighting, you get hit in the face and you're like, oh, wow, that really hurt. How much of a poker face are you putting on so that, like, you can't, the other guy doesn't know that you're hurt? Is that a real, is that real? Is that important? Yes, dude, it's definitely real. And it's definitely, definitely, definitely important. I mean, you see, you you look at when you're, when you're in a fight situation, it's kind of like a, a very instinctual thing, right? You're, you're going in and you're trying to finish somebody. You're trying to... It's life or, life or death in terms of like instinctual things and evolutionary psychology, whatever you want to look at it. So if you see your prey starting to be hurt, you're only going to capitalize. If you smell blood, you're going to capitalize. But if you're going against someone who's, who's very stoic and very level-headed and they're not really showing any emotion, then you really, really, really have to second guess going in and committing and trying to get a finish. But if you're going against someone who's, who's – it's very evident that they're hurt and it's clear that they're wearing it in their face – in the expressions and their body language, then, I mean, definitely capitalize it. So you, you have to really make sure that you don't show any weakness. So, so like, who's, who's a guy known, like, amongst fighters? Like, who's a guy known for having a good poker face or something like that? I mean, who uh, uh Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. For sure. For sure. Jane Burgos, another great yep. one. Um, who was that fight? Uh, what the fuck? Uh, Czech Congo versus... Pat Barry. Pat Barry. Yes, that's another good one. Where Chuck, uh, yeah, Barry or Chuck, yeah, Chuck Congo was 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 not wearing anything. Was was hiding the fact that he was hurt. He and he let him run in on him, and he just clock put him right down. I mean, that's the same. It's the exact same concept. You have to really make sure that you're you're dialed into the fight. Well, I'm trying to remember. There was also the uh, you know, I got and it's gonna people are gonna be like, yeah, I'm an idiot for not remembering. Is it Sean Shirk? who got hit with the body shot. This is like 2006. And he like, he bends over in pain. You can like, it's real. Like he was hit with the body shot and like, doesn't pretend to go over, but he, he kneels over a little bit and then lands a shot as the other guy just walks in stupidly. So dude, that stuff like blows my mind. It is. It's great, man. Until you've been hit with, with a shot that kind of makes you check yourself. You don't really know like how much like, mental fortitude that's going to take to 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 make sure that you're fucking stoic like dude that's not an easy thing and people are are so easy to get jumped down a fighter's throat but you have no fucking idea what it's like to really see six of one opponent and have to remain calm dude it's fucked up so that was i i have like a blog i wrote today that's coming out later and it's about the canelo billy joe saunders fight and i don't know if you watched it or not but like with the eye for for People to like criticize Billy Joe Saunders for quitting, dude. A fractured orbital bone. 
Yeah. It's bullshit to, to criticize. It just makes no sense to me. And that was like something that, I mean, a fractured orbital bone, what, what the fuck is he supposed to do? I mean, and, and it's not like it's a wrestling or it's not like it's MMA where you can rely on just closing distance and hugging somebody. You're worrying about somebody throwing a fucking eight ounce glove who's the strongest, one of the strongest punchers in the world. And people are talking shit because the dude can't fight because his eye socket's broken. Crazy. Dude, crazy, crazy, crazy. MMA fans are, are boxing and fighting fans are crazy because they're so cute and so cool hiding behind their stupid avatars on their Twitter accounts. So you can't see their face, right? But they're so fast to jump on a fighter and talk shit. Like, motherfucker, you never made that walk. You never signed a fight. You never fought someone who was planning to fight you, let alone fight someone who knows how to fight. Like, just shut the fuck up and sit in your sit in your chair. Dude, there's those people won't go to a boxing gym and finish a 60-minute, like, Wednesday afternoon workout. Not even. Let alone get in the ring. Do one three-minute round on the jump rope, dude. Fuck, fuck the fight. Yep. How about everything leading into it? (laughs) That is so, so funny. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about that we did not get into last time was being part of, like, Sanford MMA gym. Um, Because I'm, like... I'm I'm interested in the culture of like different gyms, like you know, uh, at least like for people that played sports, it's like oh, uh, my homie on the team, he won every sprint that we did. Like oh, he was our he was our max bench press guy. So I always like knowing like the guys at the gym, you know, who's who's the toughest son of a bitch that you're like, dude, I don't know how that guy pushes through some of these workouts, but the guy that you're just in awe of how they persevere through that stuff. Who's a, who's a work ethic at Sanford that you're just like, I don't get how he does it, man. Dude, there, there is one person and, I, and I, I've envied like, or been a fan of like two or three fighters that I, that I had no knowledge of. One of them that really like stuck out. And I'm not going to say I was starstruck, but I was like, holy fuck. Like this is all real. Mm-hmm. Like not an image. It's fucking Michael Chandler. People can say what they want about him, but I have, I have honest to God, dude, I've never seen someone work, work so hard and just be like so helpful and so welcoming and just like not never just sitting around and like reaping their own benefits. He's the first, he really is the first guy to go and try to help someone to go up and shake their hand. Like, it's just really cool. Like he is re- and, and it sounds like I'm fucking giving Michael Chandler a back massage right now, but it's just really like someone that high up who sings up and down about really like working hard, like just to like, all right, dude, it's one thing to see that stuff on social media, but it's another thing to see that shit in real life. Like it really is like very cool to see and very inspiring to see that this man is really practicing what he preaches. So uh, I'm trying to get Michael on and we're like, we've talked a little bit back and forth about it, but he, uh, he went to Mizzou, which is where I went for school. So I really, really want to talk to him about that stuff. He has, or like, you know, again, from the outside, he has that like wrestler hard work. I'm just going to, I'm going to be tougher and work harder than you every time. Like we get in the ring. And I love the way he talks about it. He's like, you're, I'm going to make you question how bad you want this win. You know what I mean? Like we're going to both go at each other. You might catch me. But I'm going to make you question how bad you want to win. And that is bone chilling to hear. It's so cool, too, because he's not telling you I'm going to knock you out. He's not telling you I'm going to finish you. He's telling you that you're just not going to fucking be able to keep up with the work that I'm going to be putting in. 
then that's all there is to it. And that's not that's not a lie. That's not a stretch. It's not a fallacy. This is this is a true thing. You are not going to be able to keep up with the work that I do. You might knock me out, but you can't keep up with the work that I'm going to put in. Dude, that is badass. So, um, loved. I love having him over in the UFC right now because there's pop. There's plenty of people that knew who he was, right? Like they didn't know what he was about. Big difference. You know what I mean? Like you can know, oh, he's the he's the super jacked, you know, power punching wrestler from Bellator. But now you're finding out what Michael Chandler's about. And it's, it's pretty dope to see. And like, dude, even in, even in defeat, how gracious of a guy is he did like getting KO'd, right? You're up against a cage and he's letting her be know, like, yeah, I know I'm good. I'm good. Like, I know I got KO'd. And then after the fight saying 12 months, I'm, I'm getting the belt props to Chandler or props to Oliveira for beating me. He was better tonight. I'm going to work hard and, and make, he just, how can you just not love the guy? Right. I mean, that, that's that just just complete class. I mean, yeah, you got this guy, Oliveira, who he's another guy that's a similar situation to Chandler, where he maybe the fans didn't look at it like he deserved a shot at the belt. Athletically, they both deserve a shot at the belt. Mm-hmm. With the name value, all right, I can maybe understand why people are saying that. But now you have this guy, Chandler, who the entire show is on. The, all the lights are on him. The, the, the show wasn't for Oliveira. The show was for Chandler. Yep. Got knocked the fuck up. And Chandler came over and, and, and was just all class. Didn't make a single excuse. Like, dude, he won. This, tonight is Charles Oliveira's night. Tomorrow's my time. Like, that's, there's no mistake. He's not, he's not saying, oh, it was fluky. It was because X, Y, Z, the fucking bird was chirping. Like, none of that, dude. It's like, he won. I'm dusting myself off. I'll be back in the gym next week. And I've actually, I feel like that's almost a trend right now. And it's a great trend because in the mid 2000s, like in the older UFC stuff, I feel like you always heard, I'm not like dissing older fighters, but you always like might hear an excuse or like, oh, that was a bullshit stoppage or whatever. And like then last month, Jorge Masvidal gets KO'd into, you know, oblivion with a monster shot. And what's the first thing he says is like, man, in front of all my people, I'm heartbroken. I've never been KO'd in my life. But Kamara Usman has my number. He's the better man. Props to him. I'm going to dust myself off and I'm coming back. It, it Like this this trend, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's I so, love hearing it. You're, you're seeing that you don't need to be like a, like a punk ass. Like yeah. to be a good fighter. Like you can be like a decent person and still – know how to fight, know how to win, and know how to lose. Because, dude, that's just as important as winning. You have to at least know how to lose. You can't be – this This whole martial art thing is built on respect. It's not built on killing somebody. So why are you going to be an asshole to somebody that you just beat? You know what I mean? It's just so cool to see that it's really starting to grasp. And, and people are, are like the, the real names, the name value people, the Chandlers, the, the Masvidal's, the, the Conor McGregor's. They're starting to like – this is really fucking cool to see. And I think it's setting an awesome precedent, an awesome standard for the young fighters and the younger kids that are coming up and looking at the sport. Totally agree. Um, last thing about Sanford real quick was um, I'm going to have to get a so right. I'm, I, I need someone from Sanford to get me a goddamn so right because I've used it and it's it's fucking incredible. It's legit, dude. I, I mean, I don't get paid by them. I'm not sponsored anything like that. But like, We're changing that, though. We're changing that. What's that? We're changing that. And we're getting you the, the – we want you to get the so right bag, bro. We need to change it. But I'm not crazy about, like, that hook one, like, the big one. 
but I love the uh, the the spine one, dude. That thing is fucking awesome. Really? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. The one it's, that goes on your lower spine because I haven't used that one yet. It's like the size of a forearm. Yep. Small, dude. It, that that one's like, in my opinion, the best one, um, because those are, I mean, for me, those are my tightest muscles is around okay. the spine. Because I like the uh, the one you like lay on your stomach, like on your abs, and it gets yeah. like behind your abs, the psoads or whatever. Yep. And it's legit. I know it looks like bullshit from the outside that it's just like two things poking into your stomach, but it's pretty legit. So I, that's my only gripe with Stanford MMA right now is that I want to so right. But you, um, you can use all those for other things as well. It's not just a fucking thing to lay on. Like you can use it to to wipe out, warm up your biceps, to to, to get the, the things out of your neck and your calves. Oh, shit. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's really Okay, cool. okay. Um, let's talk about uh, Jacare Souza here. Because dude, what? Like, okay, so if you're confused, I want you to think about how confused I, I am. Because watching that shit does not make sense. Um, so, so it happens, right? You hear the pop on the break. And people are like, all right, was it a break? Was it uh, like a dislocation? Because, I mean, you can't necessarily tell right away. Um, and the, the fight's over. What I didn't know was that back in the day in a jiu-jitsu match, bro, he let – it was Gracie, right? I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but he had the similar thing happen. And, and won the match because it allowed him to advance position. Well, dude, he, like, tucked his fucking arm into his belt. Oh, bro. I get more of a reaction when I realize my fucking shoe's untied. This dude had his arm snapped in half, and you would have thought somebody called a timeout, dude. So, I don't even, I, like, I don't know how to react. I don't know how to respond to that. That's not normal to everyday Joes like me. So, when, you, when you're freaking out, I, like, just to give you an example, we're mind blown. What the fuck is that? Is that just like a guy who's been around the block no, accepting his fate? Like he probably doesn't come back, dude. He's 41 years old. So I, like, I don't know what, I don't even know what to make of it. I was just hoping you had something for me. Cause like, there's nothing I can give that's interesting about that. No, man. I mean, I, I don't have, <laughs> can't teach that. There's really no explanation. That man is just so fucking tough. There's a couple fighters that are like, Maybe have a couple uh, screws loose, like are just like almost too tough for their own good. He's one Mike of them. Perry, maybe Mike Perry. You know, you know Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy's another yep. one. Yep. Tim Kennedy would get his stitches after fights, and he wouldn't get any Novocaine or anything because he uh, wanted to pay for his mistakes. Like this, you know, Batman says that in The Dark Knight. Does he? What the? Fuck? Yeah, Batman's stitching himself up. And uh, Alfred says, like, oh, you make, a, you make a bloody mess when you stitch yourself up. He's like, yeah, but at least I learned from my mistakes. And then Alfred says something like, oh, those are a lot of lessons learned then. Have you ever seen Tim Kennedy and Batman in the same room? Oh, dude. Huh? Oh, dude. You just got oh, bamboozled. Shits. You just got bamboozled. Oh, fuck. That's some shit, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. Is Tim Kennedy Batman? I'm not saying he is, but you can't. You can't. <laughs> we we can't confirm nor deny that Tim Kennedy is Batman. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious, dude. Oh yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about Adrian and the bout coming up. Because mm -hmm. let's let's be honest here, dude. Um. This trash talk's getting serious. Okay? Yeah. 
Like this, this is Twitter warfare, and some of the things that he has said about Reese's. He put a good one up there that that you see. He was like, "Ah, uh, Randy Cost is the type of dude to hold a picture for himself in his wallet." I was like, "You motherfucker!" That was good, yeah, bro. <laughs> listen, I love you, but if he keeps pulling out zingers like that, dude, I'm gonna have no choice but to like retweet it at some point. I, I'm retweeting, man. The kid's funny. I give it. He's fucking funny. Did he, uh, I think he had another tweet where he's like, I just stopped at a gas station and I bought all the Reese's so I could throw it all away. Yeah, he talks stupid shit, but I mean, I, I have more gas coming, but I can't really say too much right now because the reason we didn't fight this past weekend is because of me. So I have to let him. Um, I, it's very cool that you're taking the blame or the the credit for why it didn't go down, but at the same time. It's all circumstantial because if that fight's in a different state, you're fighting. So, like, can you explain to people that don't necessarily know at home, like, the differences in the testing at floor, between Florida? So, if you fight in Florida, if you fight in Texas, if you fight in Vegas, California, um, what's different about fighting in Vegas versus fighting in Texas versus fighting in Florida? Okay. So, every, every, <clears throat> Every testing procedure has two components. One would be the UFC's component, who USADA is in charge of. So you'll, you'll never hear people failing a UFC drug test. You'll hear a USADA drug test because USADA is the company that's contracted out by the UFC to administer the drug testing. So you have the USADA drug testing, and then you have um, the Athletic Commission uh, drug testing. So the Athletic Commission drug testing is going to be exclusive to whatever uh, state you're in. So if I'm in Massachusetts, I get a Massachusetts drug testing commission. Florida Boxing Commission, Texas Boxing Commission, California Boxing Commission, etc. But you have to remember I'm getting tested by USADA and or the Athletic Commission. So the UFC drug testing, USADA, does not test for marijuana anymore. There is no, there is a 100% tolerance for marijuana. If, the, if you have signs that you're, that you're intoxicated at the time of the, at the event, then you can have repercussions. But there really isn't a way to prove that because it's marijuana. It's not alcohol. So <clears throat> each, the, the USADA test is universal. So I can go in, in Australia and I'll have the a USADA, USADA testing is going to be the same. And then I'll have Australian drug testing. In Dubai, I'll have USADA and then Dubai drug testing. So I'll, if I go to Texas, I'm going to have tex, or UFC drug testing and Texas drug testing. So Texas Athletic Commission has the lowest, and it's probably most unfair, the lowest marijuana threshold in the United States. So the standard uh, marijuana drug test for an athletic commission would be 150 nanograms per milliliter. So that'll be about stop, stop ingesting marijuana for three or four days before the fight. Pretty much just don't get stoned on the night of the fight. <clears throat> the uh, uh, Texas Athletic Commission is 50 nanograms per milliliter. That's one-third of the standard, and that's one-third of what the normal drug testing is. So you have to stop smoking for two to three, two to three weeks anyway. Um, I probably could have passed the test, but it would have been a lot of, it would have been a huge risk. But if I took it and failed, I would have had, if I won, <clears throat> my win would have overturned. So I would have had a loss. Oh, no, I would have had a no contest. So I wouldn't have had a loss. It would have been no contest. They would have fined me and they would have um, suspended me. To, to compare it in a state like California, who there's, there's, there's a marijuana threshold, but it's much higher. The only thing that they do is it's a hundred dollar fine. They don't touch a record. They didn't do any suspending. In Vegas, it's 150 nanograms per milliliter. If you fail, you fail. You get you get like a hundred dollar fine. They don't touch you. Win. They don't suspend you. 
Florida will not even test for it. The UFC is not texting, testing for it. It was Texas, exclusive Texas, exclusively Texas drug testing that prevented me from fighting. It is unfairly low. It's, it is like the old times. It's, it's, if you look at any UFC card that's been in, in Texas, there's, there's three or four fighters every single time that fail. My last opponent had his win overturned for marijuana. My, what was supposed to be my last opponent had his win overturned for marijuana. It's just, it's fucking 2021. I think we're, I think it's very evident at this point that marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. And that is what, what stopped me from fighting last week. But the thing that I, that I like most, I don't, I didn't make like a huge deal about it on social media because I wanted like this big pity party. I don't want a pity party at all. I want the opposite. I was hoping with that post, I would at least have a conversation start where maybe they can start revaluating the rules if I can get enough people to start talking about it. I did do that. I don't know if they started talking about it. I'm, I doubt I started talking about it, but I at least brought some light to the situation and at least made people realize that I'm not just some fucking stoner kid. I'm just a, a not a victim, but it's an unfortunate circumstance of what's going on. So that's what's going on. The t- Texas drug testing is, is very unfair. Do you know why... Like, when did Florida decide to say, like, oh, we're not testing anymore? Because I almost feel like... Three weeks ago. Four weeks ago. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Like, if you think about it, Nate Diaz was supposed to be on this card in Texas. And then his fight is pushed back. And now I'm starting to put some puzzle pieces together as to maybe why he didn't want to fight in Houston. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm not one to make speculation or, or anything. No. I mean, that would definitely make sense. Make a lot of sense. So that sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I roll I roll up a blunt on 1.37 p.m. live Instagram like three times a week. So clearly I'm and – I'm, And I'm not fucking walking around smoking weed all day or – Dude, it's nothing. I'm literally t- smoking a joint before I go to sleep at night because it helps me sleep. So just I – mean, just, It's just so un- – I mean – they're not testing for fucking opiates. I can take heroin. Why can't I? Why can't I take fuck? Why can't I smoke weed? That's crazy, bro. I, I can go to the hospital, break my arm, and they're gonna give me opiates. They're gonna give me painkillers, or I can get addicted to those. Why aren't you gonna test me on those? Why? Well, that's fucking plant. That's fucking crazy. It's un, It's very unfair. But I mean, the, it's the rules, and I have to play by them. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna do my part, and hopefully start a conversation where we can change the rules. But until then, I have to play by them. Okay. Um, thank you for clarifying that because like from the, you know, can be a little confusing ish, just the changes in state. Um, and then obviously like USADA has changed their rules a lot over the years, um, yep. as well. So that's great. And I saw Vegas is, uh, open, no masks, uh, mandate and no social distance mandate. So it looks like the next Vegas event or events will be just like the last few weeks or last few pay-per-views. Like we're back in Vegas. I, I hope that's right. So on Saturday, Dana said that, that the fight nights will probably be at the Apex. Okay. But that was before the knowledge that Vegas is 100% open. Okay. Um, what's your date? July 23rd? Four. Yeah, 24. 24. Okay. And that's a fight night? That's a fight night. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. But um, to change, my last fight, it got moved up one week. I was supposed to be September 26th. I ended up fighting September 19th. So I may get moved to a different date. But so is that normal? Like I, I guess I'm confused because like if you were if you were an Adrian or down to fight last week, right? Why would you wait now another two months? And it's not your decision, I'm saying. But like, why would they have you guys wait 
two months um, instead of just like trying to get you on a card sooner because people seem like clearly people are pretty fucking fired up about this fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure. We're, we're trying to get it moved up a little bit, um, but I'm not really sure how it works. I know the UFC, they book everything in not like quarters, but pretty much quarters where they book out far enough. Mm-hmm. And when we had been talking to them before this fight was made, so six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, whatever, they had told us that everything through June is all booked. So there aren't any available dates. So then you have to depend on getting some injury or somebody falling out or something like that. At that point, you're not guaranteed the opponent. So we got the opponent that we wanted. I could have probably taken a fight next week in Vegas if somebody fell out. But now I know that I definitely have an opponent. I definitely have a date. Those two things can move. I have talked to Adrian. Adrian's down for um, down to move as well. So it's really whatever they have and, and whatever they have opening. We're not top priority in the UFC. So they don't really give a fuck. You know, they'll, yeah. If they have a spot open, we'll, we can try to take it. But they're not really, like, moving shit around for us. It's not like we're a main event, uh, main event fight. Okay. Okay, that makes uh, that, that, act, that makes some serious sense. Okay. Dustin um, said, you know what? Fuck July 10th. I want to fight in Arizona. They're probably going to figure out a way to make that happen. But if Randy Costa, who's not, you know, and Adrian Yanez, who's not really anything in the UFC yet, why are they going to move shit around for us? It doesn't really make sense. Especially since... I kind of fucked them last week with the whole commission, so I'm not ish. Kind of right that they understand, but yeah, that's a like again. It's cool that you're taking the blame for it, but at the same time, you're, there's not that much blame you need to take, brother. Um, it was really cool though. So when when we had told the UFC that it was like you know the concern is that we're gonna that we'll we'll fail the marijuana test in the state of Texas, but we're good for any other state, whatever. We had been talking to um, to Jeff Nowinski. Jeff Nowinski is the head of the substance control. He is the fucking best, Bo. The fuck. I cannot tell you. Dude, I texted him at 7 a.m. East Coast time. That's 4 a.m. in Vegas. I emailed him. The dude texted me right away to try to get in touch with USADA, to get in touch with my with the lab, to see my THC levels from my past drug tests. Dude, this is at fucking 4 a.m. Why are you worried about me? I'm not even. Like, it was just the coolest thing. In the, so it's just nice to know that. Like my the, my company has my back, you know they're not yeah. they're not off to get me because I I mean I, I was very upfront about everything you know it was just he, cool that they worked with me. He comes across as that dude, dude, awesome guy. I I emailed them like you know Jeff, you and I have never even formally met. I'm Randy Cost, I'm on the roster, blah 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 blah. I'm telling you, five minutes later he texted me. I had emailed him. This is at four o'clock Vegas time. I I can't even. Have you ever seen that guy? That guy's like eight feet tall. So. <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes like the height of guys in the UFC because like like there's times where like bulky 35ers will look like these monster dudes like on screen but then you realize like they're my size yeah in a weird way and then there's times where like 170 guys are standing next to each other and you can't I don't know sometimes you just like can't tell how big guys are he always stands out though that dude's like sick that dude's like eight feet tall okay okay that's great yeah, um nicest guy in the world Okay, so last thing, because you're able to eat a lot of candy, and you're able to stay in phenomenal shape, and you run a lot, but one thing you don't really do is, like, post your mile times, um, like, on your Instagram or whatever, and I always, you know, whether it's, like, six miles done for the day. Yeah. When you're doing that, and I assume that you're doing that in addition to a practice and probably, like, a physical therapy session or something like that. Like, what kind of mile times are you cranking when you're doing those, like, six-mile runs? 
I mean, it really depends. I mean, so before I was like, f- like all in on the fight and stuff, I had been like CrossFit guy. I ran a couple of marathons, a couple of halves. Okay. Um, my half marathon time was a six thirty six. That was my that was my time. I fucking flew through it. That was a pretty good time. I had, I don't record my miles. Wait, now. six minutes thirty six seconds per mile. Six seconds for thirteen point one miles. Go like, fuck yourself. Go right. fuck yourself. Where to go, bro? Yeah. But I, I don't record my um, – I don't check my times anymore because I just kind of go in leisurely runs because at this point, the runs aren't necessarily to get me in better shape. They're just kind of to burn some calories and get moving, and I just like to hang out on the beach. Um, but, yeah. Bro. Yeah, I'm telling you, 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 you can look it up. It, that's, all, that's all on the internet. Dude, that is fucking flying. I couldn't even believe it. That was my first – I never ran over, like, six miles. I registered on – a Tuesday, the thing was on a Saturday, and I fucking, I came in third or second. I flew through, flew through it. I, dude, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was, I was flying, bro. I was flying. Go fuck yourself. So, um, like, if you had to guess, are you saying like seven minutes, like seven faster because you're not running twelve, you know, thirteen miles? So is it like six minute miles first? No, I'm okay. not. I'll 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 do like a timed like 5k like three miles. Yeah. But I kill myself with the dude. I kill myself in the in training. There really is no sense in like the running now is is much more like a supplemental type thing instead of like a priority type workout. Okay. So what's something like you know us average Joes at home? What can we do that or like what's a exercise that you're just a big believer in? You know what I mean? I think there's plenty of people who are like, oh, if you want to get in shape, you got to run. Some people will be like, no, it's all jump and rope. Like get on the rope and that'll be great. Or some people will just be like, yo, get some rounds in on the bag. What's, what's something like you believe in, in terms of like fitness and health as a way to like, just improve like aesthetics with, with zero equipment, it would be, it would be running. It would be sprints, not jogging. It would be sprints and it would be burpees. Yeah. It wouldn't be, you don't need to do the fucking squats. You don't need the pushups. You don't need to the pull-ups. Like if we're talking about what you, what you, if you had, one or two things you need to do, it would be the sprints because that's, ex- that's an explosive exercise, a cardiovascular exercise, and it's going to help you with explosion. And then the burpees because that's going to be a, a constant cardiovascular test and it's going to be the mental test. Okay. That's, that's great. I, I'm not a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, what's something you're really good at when you guys like, I mean, obviously it's pretty cool to like lift and do your workout strength and conditioning as a team. And you guys go fucking crazy. Like the, the date I remember, uh, because Jared Gordon was like posting his like the bike, the watt bike time, and like you got to get your heart rate up. Um, what's something you're really good at compared to everyone else? And then what's something like you struggle with compared to the other guys? Like you, everyone has those one and two things that like naturally you're good at, naturally you're not so good at. So with with my build, my dude, I can fucking tie my shoes standing up. My arms are way too long. I suck at all like pulling type exercise because obviously the the like a lot a lot deeper. Um, so I don't have like the strongest pull, like pull-ups or, or any sort of variation of pull-ups. Um, but I'm really good. I can jump and I can run. I can sprint. I can run fast. Um, I'm not like the strongest guy in the world, but anything that requires like athleticism, I, I tend to, I guess, exceed at that. Okay. Um, amazing. Uh, Randy, I'm pretty chill. Unless there was something else you wanted to like run over or groovy? I'm good. Who fights for the lightweight belt next? Um, I, I think it's the winner of Connor Dustin. Um, you know, obviously like just like 
do Justin is just as deser- Justin is just as deserving. But uh, my guess is that Dustin or Connor will get it, considering that Dustin was offered it already and chose McGregor. And then obviously, if if McGregor wins, they'll they'll give him a shot. That's and like you know, you want to be real about it. And the 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 truth is, if Connor wins, he'll get the lightweight shot. Um, fucking percent. Chandler so, versus the winner versus yeah. fights that. I think the loser, the loser, in fairness, should fight Benio Dariush. So, but that won't happen. It won't happen, and it's unfair. But if, like, if you're a fan and you don't know who Benil is, he's one of the most exciting fighters to watch in the UFC. I don't know anyone who comes forward, brings a brawl like him. it's mind blowing how tough that dude is. You know what fight makes a ton of fucking sense and should be made like yesterday is Benil versus Gaethje. Oh my god. It makes all the sense in the world that Benio is, is probably uninjured right now. Just aren't is, they boys though? They are. I mean that's that's like like almost like best friends, like I don't have that answer, but I knew I do know that it was a subject of conversation at the press conference. So you Yeah, I think um when Benil was still like making his climb and Gaethje had won the World Series of Fighting two years in a row, I think. I think Gaethje was like letting him sleep on the couch and like helping out with money and the w- the way I was reading it and every fighter's different about fighting friends or fighting enemies, whatever. The way I read it, I was like, oh, so they won't fight. I can't I can't blame him. I mean, you're, you're talking about someone that he's not just like a gym friend. He's like no, kind of had your fucking back. So I, I understand, but I'm just saying that that fight makes sense. Um, last question. Um, what do you do at 170? Like if you're if you're the like if you're Dana White and you get to choose, because I, I really don't know what to do at 170 right now. Nope. Um so you have who's fighting So Gil- Gilbert has Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, yep. Yesa does not have a fight yet, correct? To my knowledge, yep. Okay. Covington so I- was said to be next. Like to be honest, I don't know if I buy it. That he's next? I don't buy it. Um, Kam- Kamaro's just chilling. He's like, yo, I like someone at some point, you know, they have to fight each other a little bit. Then you have Leon and Nate Diaz, obviously, set to fight. And that's not a fucking title eliminator. Come on. I mean, it, I mean, is, and it is. That's what it is. Like, but that's not a fucking dude. The title eliminator should have been Gil Burns and Colby. They should have done Wonderboy and Kiesa. They just should have done Leon and Nate Diaz, and Usman should be waiting un- until the fall for the winner of Gilbert and Covington. That's and, what I think makes sense. And you know who got fucked out of all of this is Bilal, your buddy, dude. Like he got he got way fucked out of that, but I don't think he should be I not, don't think, uh, not top. Yeah, I agree. I, he deserves. I mean, he got Damian Maya, but Bilal would be a perfect candidate for someone to fight Kiesa. Yep. That yeah. that makes a lot of sense. You're, you're talking about someone who, who had a, a shitty outcome from a, a, a high level fight in Leon Edwards, who Bilal stepped in and saved the fucking card, and you have Kiesa who's who's nipping at the bit and trying to get a big fight. Why not match those guys up? Who does who does uh, Mike Kiesa fight now? I I don't think he has an opponent. That I mean, so who does he fight? Is it Covington? Because I don't think it can be Covington. That, that's a huge fight for him, and he doesn't deserve that. I mean, you're talking Covington's coming off a. A title loss. You can't have Kiesa who 
What do you, he beat someone in the top eight? Kiesa's last win was uh, on the like Abu Dhabi midday. Like it was at like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Yep. Wednesday card. Yep. And uh, he's pretty big at 170. He was fucking huge at 55 too. Isn't that scary? But he looks almost like bigger now at one set. Like he looks bigger against 170ers than he did against 155ers. Dude, he just like balloon. He his shoulders got so wide, bro. He is so broad right now. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I I agree with who. But who who the fuck fights? Yes, I'm looking at the the rankings right now, dude. Honestly. You go Kiesa versus Vicente Luque. Yeah. And then Mas- coming off the coming off the Mas- brawl with Tyron. What's that? Coming off the brawl with Tyron, right? Because they yeah. had the back and forth brawl. So then that would be everybody besides Covington in the top eight or whatever. They should be doing Masvidal versus Covington. That fight makes a ton of fall. They should be doing Kiesa versus Luque. And then that's everybody in the in the top eight, right there. That's your that's your title eliminator, right? There. I really, I really want Colby versus Masvidal. Dude, I, put that shit in fucking Miami. You sell out the whole. You sell out the Hard Rock. You sell it. It's, out. it's like no question. It's so easy. It's a guaranteed sellout. Guaranteed, like it's a guaranteed like seven hundred thousand pay per view buys. Dude, it wrote itself. It's it'll that sh- you can put that anywhere in Florida. Anywhere in Florida. And Florida is wide open. They've been to Florida. They owe Jacksonville some stuff. You have Miami. You have two Miami fighters you can headline the show with that fucking hate each other. I don't – this is – that's the one that I, I really think you just make it right now. You make it right now. But that's that's what sucks is that Masvidal is now coming off a knockout loss. You can't put him in right away. Yeah. He to- needs time. And that was a bad – it was a bad one too. So you just got to give him a little bit of time. Right. I mean I think that makes sense for the fall. And then you could have – you know, then you're lined up to have whoever would win that fight fight for the belt at the beginning of next year after Usman defends again in the fall. I mean, that, that's that, that, not bad. Dude, just call me fucking Randy White. Dude, my God, you got that. You got that Dana White privilege. <laughs> dude, that's, <laughs> it was the best bar I've heard in years. That, I, dude. Did you watch dude, the press conference? I watched... I watched me 25 minutes of it. I watched a good portion. I don't know if I saw the whole hour or whatever. Tony Ferguson was a loose cannon. Bro, that guy's nuts. So he's a uh, <laughs> he's a Vayner sports guy. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, he works – he's, like, part of our sister company. So, like, in theory, I should be able to get him on the show. I'm literally so scared. I won't ask. I let – Dude, no. I, I'm too scared to ask to have him on the show. I don't even know what I would say to him. No, I mean, you can't say anything. I mean, does he even speak English? I don't fucking know. How does he communicate? Bro, what am I supposed to, like, if he's my guest right now. Hey, Tony, how's it going, man? You know, t- tough fight last week, but you're awesome and everyone loves you. I don't know what else to say to him, <laughs> dude. He scares the absolute shit out of me. No, I mean, and I, dude... I'm a huge Tony. He's fucking awesome. But part of the Tony thing is the crazy factor. You can't. Do you have you have you went through and read like the the jokes like Tony the type of dude? Oh, bro, of course, dude. One of them had me fucking crying. It was Tony the type of dude to text with his elbows. I fucking almost fell on the floor. <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> well, those fucking memes are so funny. 
Um, but the other cool thing was I was reading like, and I'm gonna let you go because I've already held you way too long. Uh, they were talking about like Tony, and it's like if he's not a fan favorite, you're not paying attention because he gave he's given a shot to Dariush to Oliveira to and ask for more pay this week for the whole fighting staff. He didn't say like, "Yo, Dana White, pay me more." He said, "Yo, Dana White." Give us 75K for fight of the night and performance of the night. Dude, he's kind of the fucking man when it comes to like, you know, paying respect to the other fighters. Like he's, he's putting his name out there on the line for the other dudes. Dude, I mean, he fought Gaethje. He had no reason son to fight. Zero reason. Five fight win streak. Why, why are you going to fight Gaethje? You wait for the belt. Dude, and he, he was a company man. And then you go, oh, you lost to Gaethje here. Fight this fucking killer from the favelas in Brazil. And then you lose. Like, dude, this guy is a madman. He's so fucking crazy. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say to him he's when fucking, he's on the show. Fucking lit. Um, all right, Randy, bro. I thank you. You're super, super chill. We'll do this again sometime soon. Maybe, like, the two weeks before your fight and then before then we'll go live in like two weeks or something we can go live for uh the june t- june 10th pay-per-view we can go live for july 10th um as well so adesanya in arizona and then mcgregor for you we'll go live for that as well money consider it a date sounds good bro my dog take care brother we'll talk good day later peace this is 1 p.m own your future Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.